All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Just after 3 o'clock on a positive Friday. Jason Greger, Connor Howling with you. So we got to update you. It's, a, it's a, The Greger Show is always brought to you by PlayAlberta.ca. Did you know, uh, initially the odds for Shohei Otani to go to Toronto were 35 to 1. And then slowly they just kept dropping. So uh, maybe if you were a diehard, could have won. Now you look at uh, PlayAlberta.ca. Right now, and uh, hey, you got uh, good odds. If you uh, feel the Edmonton Oilers can extend their winning streak to six consecutive games, which would put them then uh, one game below 500, the uh, the Oilers are a pretty fa- pretty heavy favorite tonight at home against the uh, the Minnesota Wild. They're at uh, plus one fifty. Wild though plus two sixty one. Also. You have Friday night, Lotto Max. Oh, baby, $30 million. Get your tickets at playalberta.ca. So the uh, pyramid of giving that uh, we do on Fridays, here's where we're at. So we wanted to have 15 people at 100, 10 people at 200, four people at five, and two at 1,000. So we got the thousands. They're filled from uh, Sean and uh, Kent, which is awesome. We have uh, 100 from uh, Shelly, Reg, Stu, uh, Rob, uh, Cheryl, also uh, Chris and Tesh, and uh, Aaron. So that means, uh, quick math on my part, we have uh, nine more to go at $100. So that's a very good first hour. Chris, uh, Jackie Ray, Cam Tate, as well as Howard and uh, Dale and Jody, who are baking cookies, 
are in at uh, two hundred dollars. That's five. Oh, also another Rob. So there's six at uh, two hundred. That means only four people left at two hundred. And Kevin Carius came in at five hundred dollars. So we have three left at five hundred. Four left at two hundred. Nine left at a thousand. Okay. Also, Ken added a bonus, like the star on the top of the pyramid at two thousand, which is uh, which is outstanding. So got uh, and uh, it's positive Friday. Things always get better. Uh, I guess got. Hey, Gregor, we love the month of giving, and we're blessed to have a strong 2023. We feel it's important to be involved in the community, and you're a great example and reminder of how we all need to give back. We would love to match the pyramid of giving today. What a great story by Cam Tate, a reminder of how awesome it is for kids to have a gift, and even as teenagers. So uh, on behalf of uh, Next Gen Transportation, uh, we will match the pyramid today. It's from uh, Delhi. Awesome. Out of boy Tater. Tater pulls at the heart strings and boom, now we got the match. I love it. So think about it. If you want to donate a hundred bucks, it's like you're donating two. Okay? So whatever you donate now, we're they're gonna match it, which is outstanding. Okay, we love it. So 833-401-1440. Uh now Allison, her twin Aaron donated a hundred, and now Allison, she's also in at a hundred. I love it. Uh, Cam comes in as well at 100. Another Rob is in for 200. So we're rocking and rolling. 833-401-1440. As uh, we welcome our regular Friday guest to the show, of course, Olympic gold medalist, Lori Ann Munzer, also uh, on the uh, morning show with Kevin Carries every Monday here on Sports 1440. Uh, Lori Ann, uh, she donated to the uh, Pyramid of Giving uh, last Friday, which was uh, which was outstanding. So thanks for that. Uh, and made an extra bonus after you left. So that was great. Um, today, I want to talk because, of course, in your line of work now, you focus a lot on working with athletes on, on the mental side, for sure. But the big thing that the message I get the most here recently from talking to the defensemen and even talking to Ryan McLeod today about Knobloch, there's been a real focus from the coaches once they come in is they really wanted, you know, to add some positivity to this team, help rebuild their confidence. Because it's not like they just lost their skill. They're, you know, this was a team that you know, coming into the season had the second most wins in their previous 100 plus games. Like they were a good team and everything that could go wrong went wrong early. Um is it a simple reminder? Like, do you th- when when I listen to these are the professionals because I think sometimes the mistake coaches make is well I want to point out the mistakes because I think I'm helping them because they'll learn from it. How do you balance that in, in you know in your conversations because you you do um, speak you know uh, you go and talk to groups individuals but you also talk to coaches. What what's kind of the mistake that a lot of us coaches make when it comes to teaching and how maybe the message doesn't work the way we want it to. Well, happy Friday first. Yeah, yeah. When we're talking about athletic performance, if you don't know what you're doing, recording it, seeing it replayed is a really great way to see what you're actually doing. Because sometimes there's two or three things you're thinking you're doing and you're not necessarily doing any of it. The best message, and we touched on this last week, is to ask the players what's working well that they're seeing from their point of view versus telling them because we can we do it automatically we tell our kids we tell our partners we tell our spouses we tell everybody what they should be doing <laughs> but very rarely do we ask so give me a play by play what do you what do you think you're doing how is it how is it going how is it looking and there's usually a couple areas that are there's a gap 
and you got to close those gaps as an athlete. And then getting the feedback, but again, it's questioning from the coach of, so where could you improve? It's not asking what you did wrong. It's asking where can you improve? Like where could you raise it? Even 1%. Because if you're always working on that 1%, 365 days, you've just upped your game 365%, which if you have to do it today, forget it. It's not going to happen. But everybody could do 1% better or think 1% more or, you know, practice a shot 1% better. I like that, you know, uh, small increments because it has to have a realistic goal on where you want to reach, right? Like you, Yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no? Yes and no. Okay. A goal should never be realistic. Ooh. It should be a want, a desire. It is never going to be logical. And to prove a point, when I said I wanted to win an Olympic gold medal, I was 37 years old. I worked full time. Who the heck works full time and says, oh, I want to go to the Olympics? You were 37? I was, and I was 38 when I won. Wow. Like, that's old. But uh, I don't want to call you a fossil, but yeah, you were close. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, a goal is a desire. It is something inside of you. And more than 50% of the population do not ever speak what's inside of them, what they really, really want to do. The kids will tell you. Yeah. The kids will tell you what's on the Christmas lift list. But ask an adult, what do they want for Christmas? I want to go to Toronto now. I remember 2015 when I was inducted into Canada's Sports Hall of Fame. Just the mayhem. The Blue Jays were playing next door. We were at the convention center, and they were at the stadium, and it was just absolute mayhem. So I can only imagine what's going on in Toronto right now. It's electric, I am sure. Yeah, uh, 100%, right? Uh, we have people texting already that they've already bought tickets to Seattle games <laughs> in Seattle. <laughs> so planning ahead. Uh, I like that. Um, the Are there certain – now, you said this before. Don't use the word never when you're telling – like never do this. Because sometime in a game or you might – like sometimes you might have to pass the puck up the middle. It's the easiest one, right? Never move the puck up the middle. I'm like – well, what if all of a sudden the defenseman steps outside of the net and he's got someone wide open, but oh, coach said never pass it up the middle. And some kids will be like, well, never means never. Yeah, don't do it. But they're going to go do it, though, Jason. They're going to go do it. Sometimes, yeah. I would put 99.9% of the time they're going to go do it because you're told don't do this. Um, you oh, don't so you hear, say it actually works the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Y- you hear... What follows don't, or what follows no, or what follows never. Hmm. Don't stay out late. What happens? We stay out late. Don't go up the middle. What do they do? Boom, down the middle. So what do you say? That What should you say? Try to avoid the middle? God, no. Tell them where you want them to go. Oh, uh, okay. Let's move the puck up to the uh, side. Or if someone's wide open, yes, you can move it up the middle. Yes, Absolutely. And get them to come up with three scenarios, not one, not two, but three. Three, they're going to have to dig a little bit more because the first one will come easy. The second one will be like, hmm, digging a little deeper. But what's the third one? And then if you're analyzing video, which can be good, is stop the film before the action or the move is made and go, what's three more scenarios? Because then, number one, you tap into 
the thinking, but you also tap into the creative part. And when you tap into that there, they're going to hit these experiences. But if they've thought about them, seen them in their mind, when it happens, they're going to be ready. It may not be perfect, but at least they'll have had that experience of going, oh, okay, what are two other options? Go left, go right, deke, pass, shoot, hold, pass behind or sideways, whatever it is. Lorianne Munzer joins us. See, now, a lot of amateur coaches, although it's getting better now with the advancements in technology, but you don't have the same video capabilities that pro teams do, right? Like you can sit down in a room and show, because there are lots of people that are, some are more visual learners than audio. Like they hear it, but then when you see it, you're like, oh, okay, that's what I'm doing. I actually videoed my son because I was I was tired of trying to tell your sticks out. He carries his stick on. It wouldn't. I'm just like, son, have your stick on the ice, mm-hmm. right? And so one day I just videoed him, <laughs> and uh, I said, hey, you know what? Uh, we videoed a few of your shifts. So I want you to see it. And he's like, so he watches it, and I don't say anything. I don't I don't want to try to I don't want to bias before. And so he watches it, and I'm like, well, what'd you think? And he's like, first thing he says, well, I don't think I tried very hard. And I'm like, oh, well, why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I was like, okay, but he said it, not me. I said, well, you can try harder though, right? That's easy. And then the second thing goes, it goes, well, my stick was in the air lots. I'm like, hmm. Did, and I kind of <laughs> chuckled, right? And, and he knew it, but it was, and all of a sudden, like I'm talking a 60% increase the next game. It's never yeah. going to be perfect, yeah. but it's, it's amazing. And I was just like, man, now I can't, I don't have, you know, I'm a coaching and it's you. I don't want to video every game. Right. But it was, it was amazing how sometimes just to show them rather than say it over and over again. And is that someone that nowadays with smartphones, if you were have, should you get an assistant coach to even video a 30 second snippet from the crowd? If you have an extra person say, Hey, this game, here's the two kids. This is what I want you to video. So I can go to them and show them. And if they'll see it, but don't tell them what you're seeing. Say, what do you see? Is that the best way to do it? I think it's a great option because you don't know what you're doing until you see a replay. And easiest way to learn, going and approaching it of just saying, hey, what do you see? Perfect. Because then you're getting them to think. You're not telling them. And the other thing when you, you started on this part here was, does the coach or coaches know the best learning style of each athlete. Ah. Because because there's three, VAK, video, um, visual, auditory, and kinesthetic. I'll, so now what's kinesthetic? Touch, feel. Touch, okay. Because some athletes, well, if, if you're a rock climber, it's all kinesthetic. Okay. Right? Um, I'm very visual. A lot of players will be visual. Your son may be visual. You show him, you go, oh, well, my stick... Had a lot of air time. It's like, oh, that's a great observation. Okay, maybe the instead of air time, it's ice time. And that could be the cue yeah. to, to flip it. Some athletes, they hear it once, boom, it goes in, and they've already processed it. But there's so many different variations and ways of learning. But then are you under pressure? Are you in flow? Is there no pressure? You're going to have different responses. So there's at least 33 different variations you can get. But how well do you know the athlete and their best learning style? So do you have tips then for coaches on how they can find out what's the best learning for their kids on their team? Like, do you just ask them, hey, do you learn? Like, because I'm I'm thinking eight, nine, 10, 11-year-olds, they might not even know. Maybe they will. 
right? But so how do you find out what's the best way for them to learn? I think most of the population doesn't know they're not aware of this. If you're visual, create a picture. If we were talking about oranges and apples and then I brought in lemons and I said, take a bite of a lemon, I'm going to bet that your mouth is starting to water along with our listeners because of the sour taste that a lemon will bring in. Mm -hmm. So you are thinking and you can see the lemons, you can see the apples, the oranges. So that could be more visual. If you rattle off a bunch of numbers or places for the team to remember and in an order, that will also just be a great example and exercise of how fast, how quick can they remember the auditory process of that because there's a sequence of numbers or places. Uh, kinesthetic is passing around the ball, passing around the puck. Who's a natural? Um, who's having a little trouble? Is it just practice? So it's just little games you can play versus tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it's fascinating for me because I sit here and listen and I know that um, I actually had, um, you know, I, I was one year when I was coaching uh, halfway through the year, one of the parents had sent me an email that, that their uh, their child had been diagnosed with a learning disability and really struggled with audio, but got yeah. verbal. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, the other way. Yeah. Uh, understood uh, uh, verbal struggle with verbal but if you've showed them video or drew a picture then they yeah. could understand it so you get on your chalkboard and be like okay this is where you know in our own zone where do you want to be right this is where we'd like you to be mm-hmm. and and it was just like the improvement was immense oh it'd be right? it would be immediate it, too. Was, it was like do you know why shocking how different it was because human beings think in pictures and if you do not have a picture of what this experience is going to be, it's going to be hmm, not very good. So if I said to you, Jason, my bike has one gear, no brakes. It's not a tricycle. It's two wheels. Have you ever seen a track bike? Yes. Have you ever ridden the track? Have I ridden on the track? Yeah, the velodrome. Yes, I have. Oh, cool. Okay. It was. It was more. I was surprised at how steep it seemed because it doesn't. Ste- it didn't seem that <laughs> steep from afar, right? And then you're like, oh, you go up. You're like, what the? Yeah, that's what, that's what I remember. Was the biggest difference, right? I'm like, I'll just stay in the bottom. It's way easier down here. Yep. The thing is, if you said to somebody, you cannot stop pedaling. If if you have the experience of of a mountain bike, road bike, you can coast, yeah. you can float, you can pedal, you can soft pedal. You cannot stop pedaling on a track bicycle. So people go, well, how am I going to stop? And they don't have a picture of it. And you only have two options. You contract your muscles and you apply pressure or you crash. Like those are the only two things. But then if we move to football and you said, okay, Lorianne, I'm going to shoot a long bomb. Go, run. I'm like, well, where am I supposed to go? Which way am I supposed to go? Like left, right? Where do I turn around? I don't have a picture, so I would probably ask you a ton more questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think we always have to remember for coaching, and even as parents, um, you know, when you describe something, that the the best coaches are the ones to describe it in a way that makes the person who's listening understand. Yeah, and that's the key, right? And that's and it's usually and it's usually through creating a new picture, yeah, or a new scenario. I like it. Yeah. There you go. Lorianne, great stuff as always. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. Thanks very much. That is uh, Lorianne Munzer. It is uh, The Gregor Show on Sports 1440. We'll come back. we got more donations. A pyramid of giving is filling up. We love it on a Pause of Friday. Pause of Friday continues on. 
Gregor Show. We are live in Ewell Studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A. Oh, I love it. Uh, Real came in with $500, as did uh, James and Karen. Came in with a great donation of 500. We had uh, Lar and uh, Allison, also uh, Chris and uh, Tesh came in with a uh, $100 donation. So uh, the pyramid is filling up, baby. It is filling up. We'll get to uh, another uh, official rundown uh, in a second. But uh, first, let's get to the uh, NFL report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one full year. Go to LegacyHeating.ca. Get your furnace. Today, uh, we'll talk. Uh, and Now, our next guest, you know what? He's always up to date on, uh, on everything that is, uh, that is going on. So uh, I, I don't know if he was uh, as watching it as closely as Connor Halley. I don't, I don't know if this is something he would watch. He uncovers a lot of stats, though. So uh, Matt Bernaram from uh, SI, uh, NFL writer, joins us. Matt, are you at all watching a Tony, uh, the Shohei Otani free agent frenzy right now? I am casually. I grew up and spent most of my life as a diehard Oakland A's fan. Okay. Uh, as unfortunate as that is. Yeah. And now that uh, John Fisher owns that team, I'll never reform again because I, I can't stand John Fisher. Okay. So at this point, I'm just rooting for the health of the sport, and I really feel like the last thing this sport needs is Shohei Ohtani going to the Dodgers. Like, let him go to the Blue Jays. Let him go to a team that doesn't already have 19 guys who are superstars. Um, so I am rooting heavily for Toronto to land him. All right. Well, um, uh, according to well, there's all sorts of different reports out there, but uh, some uh, yeah. a few people have said uh, he's going to Toronto. So uh, we'll see uh, what comes of this. Um, hey, the uh, the Mitch Trubisky. A lot of people were expecting last night's game to be an absolute tire fire, but it wasn't. Like it was, it was a decent game. You know, I gotta say. I think it kind of was a tire fire, but it was an entertaining one. Um, Trubisky is not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> no. Like, I, I mean, to sit there in your seventh year and have no idea what defense is coming on every play is just really almost a feat. Like, to have no clue what coverage you're looking at, well, the ball into double coverage against the blitz, like, it is what it is. Like, if you're the Steelers, you got to be sick. I mean, you went into this last two-game stretch. You're 7-4. You're playing the Cardinals and the Patriots at home. You combined four wins going in there, and you went 0-2 in that stretch. Um, and it really weren't competitive against Arizona. You were you were moderately competitive against New England. Um, it's pretty much the end of the road for the Steelers this year. And now you start getting into bigger questions, which are, okay, look, I know a lot of Steelers fans might want Mike Tomlin out. That's nuts. If they fired Mike Tomlin, he'd have 20 offers in an hour. Um, but they've got to figure out, I mean, are they going to really put on the charade that Kenny Pickett's a guy for another year? Or are they just going to openly admit that that's not happening and go draft someone? Um, I, I think for the Steelers now, this becomes about future and not really these last five games. Is it too early? Uh, we had Warren Moon on the show, and I really liked his answer. He said, I think there's enough quarterbacks. There's never enough patience to develop quarterbacks properly at the NFL level. And uh, I, I I really want, like, we see these teams come in, you know, here's a rookie out of college, and we know the jump from college to the NFL is massive. 
right? And, you know, we've seen lots of guys who went on to Hall of Fame careers be brutal early on, right? Their team sucked and they struggled because it's hard, right? Like, a, where, where do you come out on that, Matt? Would, do you think more teams need to maybe be a tad more patient? And, and, or is it even possible because you have to pay these guys so much money right away, you can't necessarily do it if they're holding a clipboard? Yeah, it's really an interesting point and and I'm not surprised you know Warren is is a great guy I've got an all be fantastic I think um it's a weird mix because right now you have the rookie wage scale which went into effect in 2011 which you didn't have before that you had guys like Sam Bradford getting paid 50 some odd million the second he stepped foot in the NFL so you have these rookie deals that actually make these guys affordable for four to five years the problem is the demand now in the NFL, the appetite for patience is just it's not there because you have, I mean, when I was a kid in the 90s, the guy got hired as a head coach. The guy had three years. Like th- that's just what was going to happen. I mean, you almost had to do something legendary in that three years. And as a quarterback, you got time. I mean, you were, you a lot of times did not start as a rookie, might not even play as a rookie. Yeah. And then you kind of were worked in. And now that is just not the case. I mean, you, every year we go through the same song and dance where these teams draft these quarterbacks really high, and then we got to listen all summer long to, well, we don't know who we're going to start. We don't know who we're going to start. And then we get a week one, that guy's starting. Um, I think in some cases that's fine because they're ready developmentally to do it. Other guys, that's a disaster. You know, the offense isn't ready for them. The situation's not ready. I mean, like, like take the example this year, C.J. Stratt. He walked into a spot where they had good tackles. They had, you know, they drafted, they hit on Tank Dell. Um, they brought in Dalton Schultz to be that underneath guy. They had Damian Pierce in the backfield. Now, Pierce has struggled a little bit, but there was an infrastructure there that, okay, he can go in, not a lot of pressure on that team. And, of course, like, he's exceeded all expectations. Then there's an example like a Justin Fields where he's dropped into a team that has a defensive-minded head coach. They're switching out coordinators. They don't have any weapons. Now they finally went out and got D.J. Moore, but they still have no offensive line. You're setting these kids up to fail by plopping them into that situation going, all right, good luck. Hope it works out for you. I, I think that's the bigger issue in the NFL right now where a lot of these teams just don't set these guys up to succeed, and then they can't believe it when they don't, they don't, don't come through. I think that's, just, that's a huge problem around the league, and it's not surprising that that's happened forever because you're drafting high. You're, you're not good, typically, unless you moved up. Matt Verderam joins us uh, talking uh, NFL. And, uh, you know, the other story, this is just, uh, you know, the amount of injuries to quarterbacks this year. I don't know if I've ever yep. seen as many to this. Is there is there anything that, like, the NFL has gone out of their way to try to protect the quarterbacks. And a lot of these injuries, Matt, aren't from guys getting crushed, right? So is it just, you know, just part of the job? Is, it, is there anything you see that can be, is this just a weird year? I think it's just a weird year. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's no correlation. It just happens. I mean, Cousins blows out his Achilles. It's not a natural grass field up in Lambeau. Um, Aaron Rodgers, fourth play of the season. It's a pretty innocent hit. Yeah. Pops his Achilles. You know, Deshaun Watson, you know, shoulder injury. You're a quarterback. Throw the ball a lot. You're going to have shoulder injuries. I mean, it just it happens. You know, Anthony Richardson, shoulder injury. Same deal. I mean, on down the line. I mean, yeah, I think sometimes – it's just one of those things. It's unfortunate, but it happens. You know, Burrow, it's, it's a, you know, again, pretty innocent hit by Jadavion Clowney and just, you know, landed wrong and, and tore a tendon in his wrist. So I think sometimes, you know, there's always a rush to overcompensate for something that happens. It happens, so it needs to be addressed, it needs to be fixed. And in reality, 
sometimes it just happens. I mean, you know, at the end of this, this is a violent game played by guys who are bigger than they've ever been and faster than they've ever been, and the field's not getting any bigger. And so those hits are going to accumulate. But in this case, I don't think it's – like you mentioned, it's, I mean, it's not like it's been guys just get blindsided and drilled or somebody going low and hitting them in the knees. It's not that. It's just one of those years where things have just happened. It's unfortunate, but it is part of the sport. Who do you feel is the best team in the AFC? Um, what day is it? I mean, you could give you, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, you know what? I, in all seriousness, if you said to me you got to bet your mortgage, who's coming out of the conference? I just, I'd say Kansas City. Really? I, okay. Yeah, because like, who's who's demonstrably better than them in the AFC? Who's that? I mean, maybe from your answer, do you have somebody you think is demonstrably better than them? No, not really. That's a, it's, once you said, I was like, mm, geez, I don't know. Like, um, like Patrick Mahomes is just so good. And if his receivers could catch the ball, it, they'd probably be, you know, what much better this year. There are two wins for sure. They'd have more without question. There was two games they could have won. So you know, it makes sense I, now that you I, say it. I just here's I almost picture them. First of all, the one thing that nationally they don't get enough credit for, they are very good defensively. They're a top five defense in the league this year. And when you're that good defensively and you have Andy Reid and you have Mahomes, like, you're a problem. And so, like, I look at that conference and I just say, all right, well, who's there? So there's Jacksonville. They beat Jacksonville on the road. And they didn't even play well. They had three turnovers in that game. They didn't even get up a touchdown. They played Miami. The game was 21 nothing at halftime. Miami couldn't do anything until the Chiefs fumbled in the, inside their own 30-yard line. Um, they are arguably the best pass defense in the NFL. I, I mean, the only team is Baltimore that you look at and go, okay, could the Ravens do it? My problem with Baltimore is twofold. And, I, and by the way, I think the Ravens are their biggest threat, unless Buffalo makes the playoffs. Don't always talk about that. But Baltimore has – no Mark Andrews the rest of the year, which is a crippling ball. Like I, I don't know that if they've got to throw the ball in a playoff game, where they're going. And secondly, we've seen this movie with the Ravens. Now, maybe the, this movie has a different ending. But we have seen the Ravens do this. And then they get in the playoffs, and they, they can't move the ball, and it, and it becomes a slog, and they lose 20-17. to 17. I still look at the Chiefs and say, when they line up in the playoffs in the AFC, whether they've got to win two or three games, you putting money against that team in a playoff game, especially if it's at Arrowhead Stadium. Like I just look at them and think they're the best bet. They may not get there. They're flawed. They're very flawed. But they might get there. And I think if you look at it the other way, if you're an NFC team, who's, if you could eliminate one team from the AFC, who would you not want to see in the Super Bowl? I think they'd almost unanimously say Kansas City. Yeah. What about in the AFC? In the NFC, is San Fran the best in your eyes, or you're not sleeping on the? You can't sleep on the Eagles yet, or even the Cowboys, maybe. Yeah, you know what? The NFC, you have to, I think, right now, say San Francisco. I mean, they played those two teams, and they've absolutely annihilated both of them. Um, I don't trust Dallas in the playoffs. And this is coming from someone who in the preseason picked the Cowboys and the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl. And I, I re- immediately regretted picking Dallas because I just knew something horrible would happen in, in January. I, I think Dallas has more than enough talent to do it. My problem with Dallas is the same thing everybody else is. Every time you watch the Cowboys, you see the talent. You see the ability. But then you also see the weird timeouts and the weird management of game situations. And, like, that doesn't matter when you're playing Seattle. It matters when you're in the playoffs and you're playing San Francisco and there's three minutes left in the game. Um, I still – well, you have to give the Niners their flowers. 
I still look at the Eagles and say that team is super talented and they know how to win. Now, the problem with the Eagles is they just cannot stop anybody from throwing the football. I mean, they're 29th in the league right now. And, and you'll look at them and just say, I mean, at some point that's coming home to roost here. I mean, you can't – that's one of the reasons I believe in the Chiefs is the Chiefs defensively are one of the best teams in the football against the pass. They shut down everybody. The, the, the Eagles are the polar opposite of that. I mean, you can just drop back and throw the ball all over the place against Philly. So I think for that reason, I would take the Niners. But I do think that the Eagles and the Cowboys have real shots uh, to, to you know, upset them in a playoff game. Matt, is there any team that's battling right now for the, the one of the wild cards on either side that you're like, they could do some damage and win two, maybe even you know three games in the playoffs? The only team is the Bills. They're the only ones. I, nobody else has any shot. I don't even think any of the other wild card teams can win more than one game. I mean, oh, okay. I think the Packers could win a game. I think the Packers could win a game. I think Seattle, if they got the right matchup, could win a game. Um, in the AFC outside of Buffalo, none of those teams are winning the game. Indy's not doing it. Cleveland's not doing it. I mean, I respect those teams. They're quality teams. They're, they're not going into Baltimore or Arrowhead and winning the playoff game. I just don't see that happening. Houston is the one other team in the AFC. Though. I could see winning the game. I could see Houston going like Jacksonville beating them. I could see that. That wouldn't be crazy. Um, but the Bills are the team that you look at and say, look at the quarterback. Look at the pedigree. Like, if they get in, they're a problem. And we've seen teams do this before. We've seen, you know, the Steelers and Roethlisberger, they were a six seed. They did it. The, the, the Rodgers Packers in 2010 were a six seed. Now, they were besieged by injuries. It kind of got healthy zeroing on, and they made a run. The only thing I would say about the Bills right now is it's just really hard to sit there and look at them with the hardest schedule remaining in the league and think, yeah, they're going to run the table and make the playoffs. I mean, they're 6-6 six and six for a reason. At some point, potential means nothing. You have to just do it. You are what you are at some point. Your resume speaks for itself. And, you know, even going to this game against Kansas City, you know, the storyline for both these teams has been, well, if they clean up this and they clean up that. This is who they've been for 12 weeks. The Chiefs drop every pass in sight. <laughs> and the Bills find every imaginable way to lose a football game. And the, the Bills have had a bigger issues than the Chiefs based on their records and, and everything else. So, I think the Bills are probably the scariest potential wildcard team. I also think they're probably the hardest road to get there of any team with a reasonable shot. Oh, yeah. Shot. Yeah, for sure. Matt, as always, great stuff, man. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, hopefully there's no more quarterback injuries. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot. Take care. That's uh, Matt Verderamd uh, joining us from uh, Sports Illustrated. American guy who says, hey, just don't put Shohei with the Dodgers. Put him somewhere else better for the sport. Because baseball, it's it's unlike the NHL where there's a salary cap in the NHL. There's no salary cap in baseball, right? They got the luxury tax. We all know it's not a salary cap. So we'll see. There's a, there's been a lot of uh, uh, damper put Connor Halley and many others. Uh, there's uh, there's people saying Shohei was never in Toronto. So there's uh, some of the baseball insiders are uh, are uh, deciding who uh, which plane he was or was not on right now. That's where Otani Watch is. But you know where we're watching. The pyramid of giving. It's more important because you're giving back and you're going to make a legit impact in some kids' lives for Adopt-A-Teen. We'll tell you, uh, we're, you know what? It's been great. We're on track for sure to fill up the pyramid. We'll tell you how you can help us next. The Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 347, welcome back. Pause of Friday edition of the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, Oilers Nation YouTube. Of course, maybe you're listening online at sports1440.ca. Uh, maybe in home, uh, you uh, have it uh, you know, on Siri or Alexa, wherever you're listening to. Awesome. Maybe even on the uh, 
on the app for uh, iHeartRadio, Stingray, Radio Player app. Oh, there's so many opportunities to listen or watch the show. And uh, we thank you for choosing us as part of your afternoon delight, shall we say. Hopefully it's delightful for you. So she said, hi-o. Now, it is Pause of Friday. Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, you can always get involved. You can text us to 833-401-1440. Got a lot of questions coming in. Uh, we got donations coming in. Uh, people wondering about Otani. Well, it sounds like, hey, you know what? Uh, the, well, Connor was watching the plane. Some people saying he's not on the plane. Others are saying, oh, he's on his way to Toronto. So who knows? Let's just say this. At this point, we don't know. Uh, all I do know is there's the, no press conference planned. Uh, there has not been a decision on where he's going. It would be, uh, like I said, it would be heartbreaking for Jays fans if he ends up not going to Toronto. But this has happened before. Right? That's, and that's what free agency is about. That until it's official, it's not official. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, this is coming in in our uh, Jiffy Lube inbox. Uh, hey, Gregor, I'm curious. Uh, where do you come up with your stats? The Yanmark won on his birthday in 500 games. Made me laugh because it was so obscure, but I love it. From Jared. Uh, well, Jared, you know what? Uh, it, it's funny. I had, had just happened to, uh, um, uh, you know, I was going through it. And at the start of the year, I'll go through some players, see, oh, birthdays, whatever. And to be honest, I do it for my hockey team because I make sure when it's a kid's birthday or if we're close to it, we always sing happy birthday to them because young kids love it. So, you know, I, you know, some of the players' birthdays, give or take, right? Like most people know when um, McDavid's born is in January. I don't, I can never remember the date. If it's the 13th or the 15th, it's one of the two. Um, but I knew that um, Yanmark was a uh, December. But then it's when I actually tweeted out that he had his first ever three assist game because I was just curious. He had a three assist game. I'm like, well, how many times he had a three assist game? And he had none. And then it was like game 499. I was like, wait a sec. So his birthday's coming up, and now I'll be getting game 500. So I kind of lucked out on that. But to find out that he was one of only three players, I uh, uh, reached out to my buddy Stuart, who is uh, at the NHL Stats Department, and uh, I asked him, because obviously it would have been impossible for me to go through every NHL player and find, hey, when did this guy uh, play his 500th game on his birthday? So uh, Lanny McDonald, I asked the question. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ashton and Stuart got me the uh, stats. Lanny McDonald. On his 27th birthday, played his 500th NHL game. It was a loss. He was playing for the Rockies. They lost to Boston. The only other player to have played his 500th game on his birthday, netminder Dan Bouchard. He was a member of the Quebec Nordiques. They got pumped. He gave up seven goals. Matthias Janmark tonight will become the third And he could become the first player in NHL history in the obscure stat department to play his 500th game on his birthday and win. So, and you know what? How about this? On uh, an extra pause of Friday, who who, uh, donated these tickets, Cons? Oh, I can get you the exact name here in a second. So we have a pair of seats. We're gonna. He wants to auction them off and add a little extra funds on the pause of Friday. These are uh, the center ice drink rail seats. You mean that uh, Rogers? You right at the back. You're close to the bar. There's no one behind. Like there's no one in front of you. Your vantage point is awesome, and it's right at uh, right behind the Oilers bench. So essentially, it's center ice section one o two. So uh, we'll do a little uh, power hour auction for those. 833-401-1440. You want to see the orders win their sixth consecutive game? It's a Friday night. Huh. Maybe you're just like, hey, I want to do something. Go on a date. Take one of your buddies. Take your kid. Whoever you want to take. So uh, you can text in with your bid at 833-401-1440 for that. Also, in our Jiffy Lube inbox, you can text in because we've had an unbelievable first two hours of the show for the Pyramid of Giving. So uh, we started out, we wanted uh, 15 people at 100 bucks, 10 people at $200, 4 people at 500 and 2 at 1000 This is all that remains in the Pyramid to be filled out. We need 6 people at $100. We need 3 people at $200. And one person at 500. And we'll fill it out. That'll be 7,500. But we're not done. Because Ken wanted to add another level at the top of the pyramid of $2,000. Just a $2,000 extra bonus, which would put us at 9,500. And uh, Next Gen Transportation had said they would match the original pyramid of 7,500. So that gives us 7,500 plus 7,500 plus 2,000 gets us to 17,000. So we are, hey, we're pretty close. So uh, do the math. We have a, uh, we're $1,700 away because you got to fill it out to get next gen to uh, match it, which is awesome. So if uh, it's a positive Friday and uh, if you, if you miss it, we're going to replay Cam Tate's uh, story because I think it's, it's very fitting because today we're helping out adopt a teen. And it's for, you know, we, we have lots of stuff for the young kids, which is outstanding. But adopt a teen. Remember, is it even when you're, you know what, life is good. Teenage years can be tough at times. You're going through puberty. All of a sudden, you got hair growing. Play. You're like, what is going on? All of a sudden, you're just like, oh, geez, look at Susie over there. Ooh, 
Look at uh, Harold. All of a sudden, you're just like, what's happening? Well, you're waking up in the middle of the night. It's like, what is going on? It's a weird time. It is a, a weird time. So, you know what? Uh, imagine that all that stuff going on, and then at Christmas, they don't have anything. That could be pretty difficult. And I'll, you know what's funny about the, the adopt team? So how the adopt the teen program works is they get a $75 gift card for these teens. And most of them end up actually going out and buying gifts for their mother or their father. Because they just, you know, they want to feel part of Christmas. Or in some cases, they just, you know, they go out and buy food for their family. So. Buck is in at 100 bucks. Buck, it's a great name. It's a nickname. I love it. And uh, Sean's in at 100 on the uh, tickets. And now uh, Dale's in at... Uh, 300 on the uh, tickets. So nice. I like it. Uh, those seats are great, by the way. Like center ice seats, 300 would be an absolute steal. But hey, it's positive Friday. Maybe we'll get a great deal. Go to the game. I love it. Coming up in the uh, four o'clock hour, one you aggressively by Craig Button is going to uh, join us. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Zach Hyman. Hey, Zach Hyman leading the NHL in five on five goals right now. Spoke to uh, Ryan McLeod, who, uh, you know, he says, hey, man, think about it. In, Ryan McLeod went 25 games without scoring a goal. 25. Obviously uh, not ideal, to uh, to say the least, right? Think about that. That's like 1,500 minutes. Now, he's not on the ice all the time, but you're in the game. And then in a span of... 48 seconds of playing time, he scored twice. Got the empty net goal in Winnipeg with 20 seconds remaining. And then he scored the opening goal of the game with 28 seconds into the game. And uh, he spoke about how, you know what, uh, you get the first one in the empty net and then all of a sudden you got a little calm. It goes, it feels weird, but there's just like a weight lifted off your shoulders. And then uh, you stop in front of the net and you put it home and boom. And remember, he didn't celebrate right away because it went in and out so fast. It was right on the ice. He hit the back bumper of the net and came back out. Wasn't even sure. So uh, there you have it. We'll, uh, we'll hear from him. And he's got a little mojo going. Warren Fogle scored on a breakaway. Connor McDavid has 16 points in this five-game winning streak for the orders. Stuart Skinner has a 943 save percentage. Everything is going right for the orders right now. They'll look to continue it against a team that they've had a real tough time beating, even in the McDavid era, going up against Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, Marc-Andre Fleury, like the Wild, hey, they've been good in their last five games. They've only allowed seven goals. He stopped, uh, he only allowed one goal in his last start at a 966 save percentage. But prior to that, being a real tough year for Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, this is not the, the, this is not a guy in his peak of his Hall of Fame career. You're the Edmonton Orders. Get after him. Now, I'm not expecting them to match what they did against Carolina. It would be great, but highly unlikely. That was the second quickest two goals to start a game in franchise history. So I'm not expecting two and 41. Uh, Mother Seducer is also in at 100. Attaboy, MS. Appreciate it. Let's get to uh, the con man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by... Fountain Tire and the Road Ready Sales event. A little bit of snow out there. Hey, get in, 
Uh, you can get uh, the winter tires, select tires up to $225 off, and you'll get an additional $50 rebate when you book any service right now at FountainTire.com. Some restrictions apply. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.